chesed by empowering the other person rather than subordinating them. Let me explain. When one is the beneficiary of a chesed, they are by definition in a compromised, vulnerable position. They are needy. They are dependent. And when we are doing a chesed to them, we want to give them the, the hatava, the goodness, to the greatest extent. We want to elevate them. So we not only want to give them whatever goods or services we are providing them, but we want to give them a sense of dignity, provide them with a sense of dignity. We don't want them to feel like a beggar or like a lowly petitioner. This is where it comes from the, the concept of the great chesed being to empower the other person. As is well known, Halacha speaks of the greatness of the chesed of providing another person with a job. When you provide them with a job, you are making them a palapas, you are making them a mensch in their own right. And you are investing in them a reservoir not only of parnasa, but of dignity and a sense of self. This mandate, this imperative to empower the other person when we do a chesed to them, rather than leaving them in a needy, dependent position, will come to life when we study one of the signature stories of chesed in the Torah. And that is the story of Rivka in this week's parsha. When Rivka did the chesed by providing Eliezer and his gemalim, his donkeys, with water, and thereby Rivka proved herself to be worthy to be a worthy member of the household of Avram and hence marry Yitzchak. Well, let's study the iconic role of the gemalim, of the camels in this story. It can seem like the camels are just a prop on the stage here for the story to transpire. Well, Eliezer has a certain animal, happens to be a camel who is provided with water. But isn't it interesting to note that the word for camel, gomel, gimel memlamet, is the same phrase describing Rivka's deed of gemilas chasadim, bestowing kindness. What a coincidence, in quotes, that it is the same phrase, gimel memlamet, describing the neshama, the soul, the very essence of Rivka's bestowing kindness, and the recipient, in this case, a gamal, a camel. There must be some deeper significance to a camel. And a camel, then we're going to understand, not to simply be an incidental prop staging the story, but rather a per- perfectly choreographed participant in this larger drama of chesed. So what is it about a camel? What is it about a camel? What is the deeper meaning of this etymological linkage between gemilas chasatim and a camel? To crack this open, we look for other usages of the word gamal. There's a very similar term 
describing a weaning process when a mother discontinues to nurse a baby. For example, we have the Pasuk Biyom Higamel as Yitzchak. Higamel means to wean a baby. So here we have yet a third phrase to throw, a third usage of the same phrase to throw into the mix. Gomel not only as bestowing kindness, Gomel not only as a camel, but here Gomel as in weaning. And let's develop how all these usages of the Shoresh, Gimel, Men, Lam, and Gomel are all connected. Well, let's begin with the weaning. He Gomel. Weaning is a deep, visceral dynamic when you think about it. That here on one hand, the child has been nurtured all this time. Nursed in the deepest, most primal of ways. Seemingly been a recipient of the deepest love. And all of a sudden that love, that nurturance has been discontinued when the child has been weaned. But we understand that in truth, when the child is mature enough and ready to be weaned, the weaning is not to the detriment of the child, but to the greatest benefit of the child. It signifies that the child is no longer dependent, but now ready to become a human being in his own right, will no longer need a mother's nursing. That unless mother or child have an unhealthy attachment syndrome, the weaning is actually celebrated. The mother is doing the greatest kindness by imbuing the child with a sense of individuality and empowering them to be a person in their own right. Well, this same phrase, higamel, I would suggest is linked to a camel. Gamel from the same word. Why? Because a camel is famous for storing large quantities of water in its hump. Of course, the camel is embarking on long journeys in the desert and requires that reservoir. But what is significant is the camel possesses its own reservoir of water. On a consistent basis, hour to hour, it is not dependent on an external reservoir, but it has the source, the source of sustenance within itself, representing the notion of an empowered individual who has their own resources and is not dependent on someone else, just like the weaned baby who's growing into itself. And now we can understand the power of the Turd Gomel, as in bestowing kindness, Gemilas Chasadim, empowering another one we do a Chasad. It's not simply a nice additive to Chasad, but it's defining the Chasad. Chasad is all about empowering the other person making them a capable person in their own right. Because if we are not doing that, in the big picture, we are really not giving them what they need. The person might be receiving material support from us or the like. But if they're walking away as a schlepper, in a certain sense, they're losing more than they're gaining. So the essence of Milos Chasadim is to empower the other person and imbue them with a sense of independence, and self. 
So how powerful then in the story, in the seminal story of Gnilas Chasset here in the Parsha, Rivka is providing specifically for Gamalim, camels, who signify this quality of possessing the reservoir for self-sustenance. And when she feeds those camels, what she's really displaying is, this is what Chasset is all about making self-sustaining independent people as reflected by the other usage of the word. Higamel. That is true. So here we have a deeper understanding for the iconic role of the camels in the story. That like every detail in Torah it is not just by happenstance but it is perfectly choreographed within the larger picture. A story of the ultimate Gemilas Chassadim, exuded by all participants in the story, including the camel itself. And the lesson is a very, very powerful one. Baruch Hashem, we are all Bali Chesed. It's who we are as a Klal Yisrael. We are loving, we are giving, we are generous. But realize, people need far more than material goods, than services, than the ability to procure service. On the deepest level, people need a sense of self, and they need that a lot deeper, a sense of being a mensch that is a much deeper need than any material need. So we want to make sure when we are doing chesed, that we are empowering the individual rather than subordinating.